You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 292 of Podcateers. This week we talk about which one of us made it to the opening of Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland, we talk about what happened to Excalibur in front of King Arthur's carousel, and we armchair Imagineer Hollywoodland at California Adventure. As always, we had a lot of fun coming up with ideas for the park. FGP Squad, we recorded almost an entire hour of additional content for this episode with more ideas, and you can check that out by logging into Patreon to listen to that additional part of the episode. If any of you are interested in becoming part of the FGP Squad, you can head over to podcateers.com FGP for more info and a link to sign up. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP Squad is a group of awesome listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon, and it's that support that helps make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you like the podcast and want more info on how you can join the FGP Squad, again, that link is podcateers.com FGP. As always, we want to send a huge thank you to all of the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. Speaking of support, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners like many of us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, just go to freshbooks.com slash and if they ask, how did you hear about us, make sure to enter Podcateers. Remember to join the conversation and share your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode. Just search for Podcateers on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts and share them in an upcoming episode. So let's do this, shall we? It's time to get this episode started. This is episode 292 of Podcateers. Y'all want to know what's, what tired sounds like? Uh, I think I'm hearing it a little bit in your voice. Sure. That's right. It sounds <laughs> like this. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Why are you so tired, man? <clears throat> it's just, we just had a lot of stuff to do around here. Mm. Uh, you know, we've been talking about all these changes that we're doing. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest changes that I want to implement for myself is having a more streamlined setup for everything. You know, for a really long time, I, I I mean, I've always tended to hold on to stuff way longer than I need to. Mm-hmm. And I think because of my upbringing where, you know, you, you, you don't have much growing up. And so you're always afraid to get rid of stuff because you, you don't know if you're going to have it again or when you'll have it or when you'll have the money to get it again. Yeah. Sure. It's always been hard for me to part with things that I may not need necessarily. And so... You know that spring cleaning that everybody says, this is going to happen. This, yep. is, this is the big <laughs> one. I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> and then it never comes around. Uh-huh. But that's basically what we're going through right now. We're going through that big, massive cleanup where you're just getting rid of all sorts of stuff. And we're purging. We're like totally Marie Kondoing this, right? We're like, <laughs> how does this make me feel? Does this mm-hmm. make me feel happy? Nope. In the trash. It does not spark joy. <laughs> it does not spark joy. Exactly. Exactly. And that's really what the last several days have been for me. And uh. I'm, I'm still not done. There's still a lot of stuff to go through. But I mean, I was looking through things that 
I, I saved from a long time ago. A lot of it was clothes, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I fell into the trap where I was just like, oh, you know, one day I'm just going to fit into that again. I'm a child. It's okay. I'll just work out a little bit. I'll fit into that again. And <clears throat> several sizes later, that's not the case. <laughs> so the great thing is, the great thing is that my kids are very rapidly growing. And I did decide to keep a lot of my old Disney graphic tees. Uh, I had a whole bunch of Element t-shirts. Like Element was always my favorite skating brand thanks to our our friend Jesus. And I mean, now they have a really cool collection of vintage (laughs) t-shirts that they can sport when they fit into them. Because some of them still had tags from when I bought them. And I know that that's horrible. But I mean, overall, we've gotten rid of so much stuff. It's great to kind of purge, and it's great to see so much more room and yeah. so many less storage bins. Uh, I got to keep tackling what's in the garage over the weekend. But, man, it just takes so much out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just when once you realize, like, well, I'm not going to pay for a storage unit, you know, for any of this stuff. We just got to purge. And right. it's so funny because I've been watching the Goldbergs on Hulu Stuff. And I just saw an episode where the mom on the show had kept every single painting and drawing and things that the kids have made since they were basically in school. Mm-hmm. And there was Aww. just boxes and boxes and boxes in their garage where they couldn't fit the car or anything. <laughs> so I thought, man, this is, yes, I totally get this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, my back hurts from bending down and picking up boxes and bins and I'm glad that we're almost done with that part of it. Yeah. It's very cathartic, man. It's very cathartic. We we do that we do that as often as we can. Because yeah, I don't think you realize how much you worry about those things that you're trying to protect, you know, like all those keepsakes and things like you know, you build it up in your mind and you put all this like like, oh, I've got this whole room full of things that I you know, are precious to me and can't nothing can happen to them. But really, they don't matter in the long run, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't think we realize the psychological buildup that that has. And I'm a big proponent of if it's something you haven't thought of in like six months, psh, out, gone, done, <laughs> like, like no questions. And I gave it a little longer. I gave it a year. I understand. Well, it's different for different people. It's different yeah. for different people. But I mean, it can be very freeing to get rid of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. When I started kind of thinking about how I wanted to redo this room, you know, uh, for recording, when I was trying to figure out like, well, if we're going to be doing videos, like how are we going to set things up for this year? And like, how are we going to do this? What's the setup going to look like? I realized we don't have enough space. Like we've, we've never had enough space to record in here. I remember when we first started, like the three of us would be in here sweating up a storm because it just, with three people in here, it gets super hot. Mm -hmm. And then that's why the recording in the evenings or recording very early in the morning was kind of born from that Mm -hmm. because then it wasn't the middle of the day and we weren't, you know, experiencing these heat stroke issues like halfway (laughs) through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm kind of trying to plan the rest of the year and going through all this stuff, I just keep realizing to myself, man, I'm going to get rid of this, all these books I don't need, all the Disney books stay, all the magic books stay, everything else gone. 
And a lot of it is like old, like PHP and HTML oh and photography gosh. books that, I mean, I learned a lot from them, you know, back when I got them, but all that stuff is on YouTube now. Like, what do I need books for? Yeah. Right? Like, I paid like $5 for an online course that I have access to from my phone or any other device whenever I need it. The worst part <laughs> is that some of those books were so freaking old that I tried to donate them to a library or a Goodwill or something, and they said, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of old. We don't want them. <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. That, so, some of that stuff gets dated quickly. Yeah, sure. I, I remember going through some of the old lighting and rendering books for Maya when mm -hmm, we were doing mm -hmm. 3D animation. Wow. And I just thought to myself, man, these were $100 plus dollar books. Oh, yeah. And now they're $100 plus dollar doorstops in the recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, yeah. Go be pulp again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much how my weekend was. Unfortunately, that didn't allow me to go to the park. I know we had kind of briefly touched on it that mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance or I didn't think I was going to get a chance to go to uh, rise of the resistance for the opening at Disneyland. Did either one of you get a chance to go? Because I saw these crazy stories about people camping out just like <laughs> we anticipated, Melissa. <laughs> and it. then in the first four to five minutes, the boarding passes were gone. Yeah, it was insane. And, and I think that first day really had an effect on the rest of the weekend because the other days weren't as bad as that. But I know that I because of that day was like, uh, I'm going to give this a week and go next weekend. Uh, did you even try Melissa? Nope. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't either. No. I kind of, I, I, I already knew that it was going to be nearly impossible. And on Friday, you know, I have to work. I can't just mm -hmm. do this and then go. And Saturday I kind of wanted sleep. Yeah. So mm. no, See, I wasn't sure because of the kind of lackluster opening to Galaxy's Edge. You know, I mean, it was kind of crowded, but, you know, everybody thought it was going to be this insane summer where Disneyland was going to be impossible to even experience because all the crowds coming in for Star Wars Land. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. So I really didn't know if this one last attraction would have as big of effect as it did. But day one, it certainly did because, yeah, by about 8.05, all those passes were gobbled up for the day. Now, yep. on Saturday, I was kind of monitoring it from my apartment, and it looked like as of about noon, they were still available for the end of the day. But, uh, you know, so I don't know if, if people got scared off by that day one, you know, experience uh, or if it was just – that was just a day one kind of thing. Like everybody wanted to be first and then everybody that wasn't able to go that day, it's like, well, they'll just go when they can go, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's very, it feels reminiscent to the first week or two of galaxy's edge itself. Right. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that it's not an entire land that people are right. going through. It's just a single attraction. Uh, with that said, obviously it is the most anticipated attraction in a very, very long time oh, yeah. at the Disneyland oh, yeah. Resort. Definitely. And I think having the cast members ride through over the last week, week and a half, uh, there was a lot of anticipation. Obviously some people were posting spoilers. Some people weren't. Those were the nicer ones. Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, I'm hoping that in the next weeks, I will have found some normalcy again and will finally have gone to the parks <laughs> and experience <laughs> it. Uh, because I think it's going to be really difficult to stay away from spoilers because I've purposely stayed off Instagram and Twitter for the last week and a half knowing that people were going to be posting this. Sure. And sure enough, like the one time I decide, all right, I'm going to try to jump in. I look (laughs) at people's like little icons for their stories. I see nothing. And then boom, all of a sudden there's a hologram. It's like, come on, you gotta be kidding me here. Mm To be fair, nothing will compare to the real experience. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that happens soon. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed out because I remember how much I've been anticipating this over the last several months. And I had already planned on taking the day off. My boss Mm -hmm. was totally on board. He's like, yeah, dude, this only happens once every whatever. Go do your thing and have fun. You know, I have the time off. So he was totally cool with me taking it. Uh, And then all this other stuff that began to happen and I'm like, all right, I don't think this is, I don't think I'm going. And obviously it happened that way, but kind of seeing what happened on that first day, I'm almost glad I didn't go because for, imagine all the people that were there super early in the morning that didn't fully camp out from 2 a.m. and they didn't even get a chance to get on the attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our friend Josh from Animation Station got there at... Uh, like he got in through the gate um, just before eight uh, or no, he got to the gate just before eight and got through at like eight oh or eight ten or something like that. I think he said. And, and, you know, they were already gone by then. And he had gone down there with the sole purpose of riding that one attraction. So, yeah, he just turned around and left. <laughs> yeah, I I was serious. I was kind of seeing mixed reports but either way it's a minute difference but it's either 804 or 805 that the boarding Mm -hmm. passes were gone oh yeah and it's just really weird because it's not a virtual queue like everything else it's more of a lottery that's what i'm reading too i'm hearing about it and you kind of just randomly get assigned a boarding pass oh really it's not by order of when you click on it interesting it's just random So I don't know exactly how it functions because I haven't seen any videos about it. But if any of you listening have had a chance to experience Rise of the Resistance, uh, I want to say that FGP squad member Albert got in. I saw that he posted that he got into the park, but I don't know if he got on the attraction because at that point I got scared. It's like, ah, he might ruin it. So I like shut it off. I will say yes to that. And I also have seen Jesse. Oh, Jesse did it too? Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) if either one of you or anybody else that's listening wants to send us a brief little experience of how you got the boarding pass and how Mm -hmm. it went, we'd love to hear about it. And we'd love to know what your experience was like, especially if you went day one or even that opening weekend. Because the reports are kind of conflicting for times, but I think it just depends on what time of the day you got there. One thing is consistent, super packed. Oh, yeah. That's consistent all the way yeah. through. So I am curious to see how it went. Definitely. Well, Hazen, also, you can save that little uh, day of PTO and use it for the opening of Avengers Campus. Ooh. I could do that. But by then, I will have earned more time. So you can make a whole weekend of it. A whole long <laughs> I weekend. should make an entire <laughs> week yes, out of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very, very true. It is coming in a few short months. Uh, I still feel that 
the weekend, the Memorial Day weekend. That's what's in May, right? Memorial Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that weekend in May is going to be kind of the soft open, if not full open, of Avengers Campus. It just it feels like the time that they would do That's something really like that. Really fast, man. That's so oh, fast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, if if that's true, man, e- e- anytime this summer, I feel like it's so, so fast for them to be accomplishing all this. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, still excited. I know it doesn't sound like it. Super tired, but super excited. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, out of curiosity, did you hear or read about that story about the one guy that pulled the sword and the stone out? Yes. What? What is up yes. with that? Uh, so wait, so <laughs> King Arthur like showed up at the park and and pulled the sword. What? What? Kinda. <laughs> he just decided to make his way to the sword and um, have a chance at it and ripped it out. So did the guy break this thing or what? You could say yes. It is going to be behind the walls when the carousel um, is under refurb. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So uh, the quote that I read or the the teaser titles that you see, the clickbaity titles, say, quote, unquote, buff guy rips out sword in the stone <laughs> or rips out Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And so I bad. feel like this is one of those instances where this may guarantee that we may never see an Excalibur show again, and they're just yeah. going to permanently cement that thing in. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. Now, is Gaston a suspect? Do they know who did this? <laughs> uh, if he wasn't, he may need to be <laughs> now that you've brought it up. Okay. Just, Maybe. I'm just thinking of buff guys walking around Fantasyland, and I've seen him lurking in that area. That's true, and I haven't been there in weeks, so it couldn't have been me. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you have alibis. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a interesting, weird slash what the <laughs> story. Why? Yeah, Why? That just I just couldn't believe it when I re- at first I thought I was getting trolled. Mm-hmm. At first I just <laughs> thought, nah, they're kidding. That's not really what they're talking about. And then I read through the story and I thought, wow, that is a thing that happened, and I could mm-hmm. not believe it. So. That's when you wish somebody had their cell phone out and filmed it and posted yes. it, you know? And right? I haven't found any footage on it because I wanted to maybe see it happen yeah. selfishly. But, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. you know, it is what it is. Maybe once they take our fantasy land ideas and they implement some of those, they'll realize, oh, well, we really do need this show back. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, another capacity. Absolutely. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay, uh, well, we're going to be armchair imagineering Hollywood land very shortly. Yes. Uh, we, we're jumping into armchair imagineering a little early this month because next week, Gavin is going to be talking a little bit about the anniversary of Pinocchio since that's Woo-woo. coming up very soon. So we're going to tackle armchair imagineering a little early, and we're going to be doing that right after this. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. 
They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, create estimates and quotes. You can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry. FreshBooks also has easy-to-use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter podcateers if they ask you how did you hear about us. If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link again is gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. All right, so we are back. Again, we want to thank FreshBooks for their sponsorship of this part of the episode. And we are getting ready to tackle uh, a land that we've been talking about the last couple of episodes over at California Adventure, and that is Hollywoodland. Uh, how's your how's your armchair imagineering muscle for Hollywoodland? Because I know we have this mini conversation every single time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hardest one yet. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was the hardest one. I think just because I've been so pressed for time, I, mm-hmm. it's been out of my mind, and right. it kind of snuck up on me. And I just realized, like, oh, no, I haven't put really any thought into this. And so I, my ideas are not completely original. And by not completely original, I mean they're absolute rehashes. <laughs> as long as they're upgraded, fine. Yeah, yeah kind of. We, we'll be okay with that. Kind of. We're flying with some plussing. Uh, yeah, not I mean, copy-paste. <laughs> this one did take a lot of thinking. I'll admit yeah. that it, it's a it's a tough area to tackle for a number of reasons. And I think personally, I kept getting trapped in the inherent convoluted nature of what it is now. And I kept having to go, no, 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 no. Like, think of your own thing. And so that's what I ended up doing. I thought of my own thing. Nice. See, yeah, I try to do that. And it's like, what did we say that was hard? We said, what, Frontierland or... Critter country, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that was easy compared to this because <laughs> yeah. I just don't yeah. see myself going in that area much. So, well, ugh, yeah, I kind of yeah. forgot some things were there, and I'm like, oh, there nice. is space. Yeah, there's a lot of Jeez. very much unused space there yeah. that I very much use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> either you or Hazen's gonna take it all down. That's hilarious. I mean, look, I. <laughs> I might have to concede and go all Gavin on this one because, <laughs> 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 like I said, I, I have some rehashes. I think I have a couple of ideas that I feel might really work, especially the way that the Disney company produces um, certain stars and stuff. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, for this episode, I think, we, you know, we talked about trying to keep the episodes as short as possible, you know, so that they're easier to listen to. And Armchair Imagineering is always uh, our chance to just not listen to that rule and <laughs> go for two hours. And so what we're going to do, I think, is we're going to choose like our top 
maybe one or two ideas and we'll include those in the episode and then what we'll do is we'll keep recording the rest of our ideas but those will be exclusive for the fgp squad over on patreon if you don't know what the fgp squad is it is an awesome group of people that help us out with a small contribution on patreon if you want to be a part of the fgp squad or want more information you can always head over to podcasters.com fgp the fgp squad has been there for us for a really long time they've helped us out for many years and it's really helped the podcast grow so to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to say thank you for your continued support again if you're interested in becoming a part of the fgp squad uh podcasters.com fgp is where you want to go to get a little more information on that uh so who wants to go first I only have two. <laughs> oh, you only have two. Gavin, how many yes. do you have? 17? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got it's 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 one umbrella concept that breaks into two concepts and within them there's several attractions. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. technically 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 eight, 10 9 17. It's, it's like <laughs> It's like nine-ish, something like wow. that. Wow. Ten. <laughs> but wow. like I said, they're all kind of, a lot of it is just kind of like concept. Like, yeah, you'll you'll see. You'll see. No, oh, that's right. cool. <laughs> Usually well, you come out with like these pretty extravagant ideas, which are like story time. And I, I love it. So cool. That's I true. can't wait to hear it. That's true. Well, uh, I guess since you have... Um, Three hours worth of content, Gavin. <laughs> Why don't you present your first couple of ideas or like one okay. or whatever you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the overall concepts that I'm going for here. And then I can delineate some individual attractions as we start taking turns. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Let, let's do this. Um, so Hollywood land, um, that's gone. I'm, I'm not doing Hollywood anymore. Hollywood's passe. We don't. Oh, we don't, at all. We don't need Hollywood. You know, if you travel to California and you like supplant an actual trip to Hollywood with mm-hmm. going to Hollywood land in DCA, you've missed the plot. No pun intended. Uh, no pun fully <laughs> intended. Uh, so we're, we're doing away with that concept. Like Californians, which are your core audience for the Disneyland Resort, they don't care that it's Hollywood. I I don't believe that any of them care. So we're getting rid of that. So what I want to do is I love what they did on Buena Vista Street. I love the idea and the the kind of core concept of it being this idealized version of Los Angeles in the 1920s when Walt and his brother moved here and started the company that became the Disney studio that we know and love. And it kind of celebrates that original era and that early history. Well, the things that they created took on a life of their own. And I want to have kind of a spiritual extension of Buena Vista Street, kind of like we see in a little film called Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's like two halves of a town, one live and one cartoon. So as you turn left in front of Carthay Circle and head down what is now Hollywood Boulevard, that's going to become Silly Symphony Street. Nice. Oh, okay. And then as you make the turn to go on the loop around the backside to Monsters, Inc., 
and all of that back there, that is going to be Roger Rabbit Road. Uh, right. So basically, I want to retheme the entire area. It's going to be less of a facade city and turn into more of a real city, except it's going to be cartoony, but not like Mickey's Toontown, where it's really, really like super cartoony you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be like it would be drawn in like backgrounds and and sets of actual animated short films and cartoons so it's gonna be like walking down a city street in a cartoon but more of more urban you know than you see in most of toontown uh and basically i'm removing roger rabbit out of toontown so that we can make way for several of the amazing concepts which we delivered to the imagineers in our mickey's toontown episode which they can't not install i mean come on Mm -hmm. uh so basically that's what i'm doing i'm reworking it i'm taking away the hollywood theme and making a new city that's an extension of the la of the 20s so it's all period cartoony um, experiences down both streets um, with, you know, Carthay being kind of the anchor, which is kind of the culmination of both Walt's early career and like the Silly Symphonies led directly into Snow White. Right. So like mm-hmm. that's kind of like the bookend that, that feeds both of these uh, conceptual cities that it's looking over. So that's. That's the umbrella. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode. We hope you've enjoyed Bye. those ideas. All right. No, seriously. Cut the theme music. Uh, yeah, I really like that idea. Um, however, I disagree with the fact that I think people may feel that Hollywood is passe. Uh, I think it still has a place there. Uh, and, and I'm not just saying that because some of my ideas rely on it still being <laughs> Hollywood land. That's great. Argue argue that point. Um, um, I'd be interested to hear it. And especially considering that they're all rehashed ideas, <laughs> I really need it to stay Hollywood land. I got you. But I love that you took the Hazen approach on this one. Yeah. I, I did in part. Yeah, I, I'm I'm literally using the claw to come down and grab <laughs> Roger Rabbit and move it. Although I am going to do some major plussing to Roger Rabbit as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, when I like my fir- my two big ideas are going to be in the Roger Rabbit area, mm-hmm. and then the rest of my ideas are going to be on Silly Symphony Street. So we can save those for the uh, fairy godparents. Sweet. Ew. Okay. Uh, Mel, do you want to jump in next? And, sure. And it's up to you which idea you want to take. I know you said you only have two. I have one idea, by the way, Gavin, mm-hmm. that was part of how I want to restructure some of the stuff there, that if your idea was implemented six months from now, it would go really well with it. At oh, least nice. I feel like it would. Okay, so I'll, cool. I'll toss it in when I'm talking about it later. Sweet. But yeah. So, Mel, you want to go next? Yeah. Um. So I, <laughs> our track record <laughs> with Imagineering and everybody, um, I figure, you know what? I'm going to take this route and I'm just going to throw out, hopefully, hopefully that they'll take some notes and, hey, bring something like this here because mm-hmm. it's kind of doable. Sure. 
my first idea is uh, paint and break the summer. I'm not really changing anything in, in the back lot area. That's where I'm concentrating on. Um, I'm actually thinking of a new show because there needs to be some life back there. Um, that place was like the entertainment spot at night besides World of Color. So I'm like, you know what? Let's, if we need a show, let's bring something that is kid-friendly and us adults will like. So what I was trying to do is I was thinking about Paint the Night Turns 5. And those elements along with um, Ralph Breaks the Internet would be a lot of fun back there. Hmm. And I'm seeing like the LEDs and whatnot, like the usual dance party thing. But stage 17 has a huge space. And what if we were to walk into Sugar, Sugar Rush and have the whole place decorated like it? You know, meet and greets are huge. Photo ops are huge. There's plenty of space for all that in there. And we would have the DJ. The DJ, I would love for her to look like Yes. And if we could hear oh, yes yeah. in between sets and whatnot, like as the host, that would be pretty awesome. Um, and of course, we have, you know, seen what Mickey's Mix Magic brought us and the crowd loved it. You know, we can't go wrong with Disney Mix Music. So bring it in there. That'll be like the family friendly. It's not going to be so clubbish per se. Hangar 12 in the back. Um, I like to see this as the game central station. Let's bring back all those games. What 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 games? You're talking Pac about Flynn's Arcade? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. okay. I'm like, we have it. We could reuse it. Why not? It's easy. Disney could do it. I'm just making it easier for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, side Side note about that. Yes. Uh, I thought that during this like cleaning process that we've been going through, mm-hmm. I was going to find one of what I felt was one of my most prized possessions from DCA from yesteryear, mm-hmm. and that was a Flynn's Arcade token. Oh, oh nice. I have no idea where it is, and I, I just have not been able to find it, and I'm so bummed out about it. That's Anyhow, funny. just thought I'd throw <laughs> that in there. Nice. <laughs> um. So the backstage area, or not the backstage, excuse me, the back area where they have the drinks, I keep forgetting what the name is. And forgive me, guys, don't kill me. I still can't remember it. That's how much, like how many times I have been back there. But I would love to see it as tappers. Oh, okay. And have that going on. You're talking about the of little co- semicircle, like yes. bar thing where you can get yeah. some drinks? It's called the Hollywood Lounge, according to the Disneyland app. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's called the Drinky Drinky Spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, Maybe. <laughs> that's the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've got the uh, truck facing it now that has, like, other drinks and offerings as well. Called the I want that truck. Studio Catering Co. The Foodie so, Drinky Truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going to serve drinks. That place is going to serve pancakes. Tacos. Oh, pancakes? We need pancakes. <gasps> and you if, feed a rabbit. Yes. <laughs> you feed a bunny. The bunny eats the pancakes. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, thinking of all these little things that we could plug in, and it's possible. So I was like, you know what? Pancakes. 
Heck yeah. Just nice. We're going to need that. Now, how would we prevent Hazen from eating such pancakes instead of feeding the bunny? Um, um, we take your money away? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I like it. So you're going full-blown Ralph Breaks the Internet back there. Oh, yeah, with Paint the Night lights paint stuff. The night lights. Uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. I like the I like the concept. I do like the fact that I could get pancakes whenever I want there. It <laughs> is a Mickey great, shape great pancakes. <laughs> great concept, yes. So when you say paint the night, are you just saying like the technology of paint the night? You're not actually yeah. like bringing like the paint the night floats back there, right? You're like Oh no, no, covering just the, the buildings the... or like something with all these LED lights and like and that kind of look. Uh huh. Like oh, all the elements that they bring onto it. Cool. I mean, I think it would, it would be pretty awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be sweet if you had a whole area that looked like you were in the internet back there. So like all the yeah. buildings were like LED lights and projections and stuff like that. That that could be pretty cool. I like that idea. Interesting. Huh. What would you do with Monsters Inc? Would you leave that as is, or is that stepping on a next concept? It's stepping on the next concept. Okay. <laughs> I retract the question. Well, I mean, look, uh, if we're going to do anything to Monsters Inc., I think, really, I feel like Imagineering really had it right the first time around. And I would create, <laughs> I would create an attraction where you would hop into some sort of vehicle and you had to get to the Chinese theater, let's say, I don't know, just throwing a theater out there. <laughs> and you had to get there in time so that you would get a Hollywood contract for the next big film. I would call it Superstar Uber. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know wow. if I would do anything to the um, Mike and Sully to the rescue other than get it out of there and move it to Pixar Pier where I feel it really belongs. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. feel that it's better suited for where the Little Mermaid attraction is right now and the Little Mermaid attraction belongs somewhere in Fantasyland or something. Uh, so if anything, I feel like I would get rid of that attraction. So just take that as a grain of salt. So uh, Okay, so my idea for this area... Oh, are you done, Mel? I'm sorry, I just kind of jumped good. in here. Yeah, no, I'm okay. good. The end. Uh, so my idea for this area actually goes in the opposite direction of what Gavin was talking about. I think that Hollywood is a place of dreams for many people, no matter where you come from. And the real Hollywood at times is super scary. And so I feel like Disney has a really good opportunity to create the Hollywood of people's dreams you know, and uh, what they should have are off-brand characters walking around in costumes that look horrific up and down the street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is not something we need there. Uh, it's quite the opposite. Um, but I do agree with Melissa as far as having uh, a new show back there. I actually had a couple of concepts with a couple of different shows, and I'll save those for the FGP part of the episode. But... Uh, to throw my big idea out for the area is I would get rid of Mike and Sully to the rescue, shift it over to Pixar Pier, use the remaining buildings behind it, and build the Great Movie Ride 2.0. Hmm. 
And so I, instead of using the Chinese theater, I would select a different theater from Los Angeles because the Hyperion is modeled after the very famous Los Angeles theater, which ironically enough is modeled after the Fox Theater in San Francisco. That's a whole different episode. So I'm thinking what we could do is we could have Imagineering recreate a facade that looks very similar to the El Capitan and call it the Admiral Theater. And that way, we have another theater. At least it makes it look like a strip of theaters, just like it did in old-time Los Angeles. We have Carthay. We have the Harperian. We have the Admiral. Mm -hmm. And the Admiral is the opening for this new Great Movie Ride 2.0. Great Movie Ride has been loved by many people at Walt Disney World. We never had the opportunity to have an attraction like that here. But we do have a massive catalog now now that Disney owns Fox. And so there's a lot of films that they wouldn't have to pay royalties for to turn their classic movies or anything else. And it's a lot of beloved movies that could be integrated into this attraction using practical and digital effects. Mm -hmm. Very similar to how we have a Pirates of the Caribbean type attraction over in Shanghai where, you know, there's there are some screens to help you feel like you're a part of the movie, but also some practical uh, animatronics for some of the the um, the actors that are already kind of on Disney's payroll, kind of like they tried to do for Superstar Limo, except that now we have better actors than we had for Superstar Limo. Sorry, Tim Allen. I still love you. (laughs) Uh, Outside of that, though, uh, it would basically be a rehash of the great movie ride, but with updated films, updated effects, taking over the massive footprint of what those buildings are, including what is taken up by Monstropolis right now. And I think that it would be a really great addition and another really great facade that would add to the mystique of being in this Hollywood area. Nice. I do like that. Did Now, I know you never got to, but Melissa, did you ever get to go on the great movie ride? I did, yeah. It was big and impressive. Um, so it would be cool to see them like retackle that in this new era of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could probably do a lot of, they could pull off a lot more realism where it would feel like you're actually seeing those scenes from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just want to clarify a little bit. What I think is passe is the idea of walking in a fake studio backlot. That's what I think is passe. I don't think movie making and movie studios and the magic of movies is passe. I just think that like all these parks trying to kind of do what Universal Studios does because it's actually a studio backlot. Like that's really interesting and cool to go see that, you know, because it's like this is where movies are actually made and you get to see it and you see things that you recognize from the movies. But like recreating the you know, kind of this idea of a studio and like seeing, you know, like stage 17, it's not a movie stage. It's just a big square building, you know, like that, that's, that's what I'm, uh, uh, working against in my concepts, but I do like what Hollywood gives us in the form of movies. And I really do like your great movie ride 2.0 concept. I do too. Thanks. And with that said, Gavin, I will say, I still disagree with you. Uh. (laughs) I still disagree with you because I think there's a lot to be said for that. And considering that a lot of the theme parks are 
kind of using interchangeable ideas in their own way from what other theme parks are doing, I think there is a place for Disney to create a Universal Studios lot type experience on a smaller footprint, minus the tram ride, minus some of these massive attractions, or who knows, man, maybe you do make a mini tram ride through Hollywood land and the great movie ride is just part of that little tram ride. Mm-hmm. I want to see this happen. And the reason I'm thinking about it is like, even the films that we have right now, like Disney could throw in their own stuff. And imagine just the technology, the animatronics, everything. I mean, I, okay, for one, I haven't seen um, Pandora. So imagine we were to get a little bit of that in this attraction so that some of us who can't go to Florida, who don't have the means to go to Florida, we don't, some of us have to pay bills. <laughs> so we can't go to Florida <laughs> to see this. It would be nice to have that here. Um, I, I mean, I think I would totally geek out. Yes, granted, we have a bunch of this in Disneyland. I would love to see a Star Wars, like, a scene. An actual scene. I would love to see yeah. a scene. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's what Rise of the Resistance is. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, some of us won't see that soon. So, less weight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things like that, I think it'd be fun. There's a huge catalog. I mean, I think it'd be great. I, I would love to see this. Yeah. I was going to save some of this for the FGP part of the episode, but I'll throw it out now because I think it, it goes to my point, right? That mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out right now that are trying to create content, right? And there's a lot of content that relies a lot on digital effects, but... We've always talked about that some of our favorite effects are the practical ones in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, when they added the practical effect uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean with the skull and the pirate carrying the treasure right before you hit the waterfalls, like, that's one of the coolest parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. It was unexpected, and it's super easy to create something like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the ideas that I had, it was more like a gag that I had in my head originally And when you were talking about, you know, removing the Hollywood parts of it, I thought, man, this would go really well with that. And that was having a portion of rolling sidewalks where it's almost like a treadmill and the background is just rotating. So it makes it look like you're walking through a scene and people can film you or you can like do a selfie and you're walking through these different green screens of different places. (laughs) And so it's just a cool spot to go. And you know how they have all the photo ops. They Mm -hmm. don't need a, a, a character out there, or maybe they could have a character where you're walking down the street with Mickey or you're walking down the street with, you know, whoever, You know, but it was just this repeating background sidewalk like they do in cartoons because cartoons were notorious for repeating the same 30 frames and just getting this repeated. Maybe it was more than 30 frames, but just this repeating background where every couple seconds you would see the same little bucket go by. You're like, wait a second. Didn't they just go by this thing? But these cartoon characters were having this three-hour conversation you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. so little practical effects like that or these little side gags that i think just make it fun Mm -hmm. it's kind of like more of adult version of mickey's toontown but more hollywood magic themed yeah no i i i think it's a a great big i like that it's a big like e-ticket idea uh you know i i like it so uh so uh, gavin considering that you have 
2,700 ideas. <laughs> Do you want to throw out like one or two of the lesser ideas before we tackle some of your bigger stuff in the FGP part of the episode? Uh, sure. Yes, I can do that. All right. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll wrap up and then we'll do the rest of it for the FGP squad. Cool. All right. So, um, let me do the silly symphony street, uh, first and then I'll save the Roger Rabbit stuff. So because Silly Symphony Street is going to use the existing Hollywood Boulevard. So that straight shot between uh, Carthay and the Hyperion at the other end. Uh, it's going to be rethemed into basically some black and white, some early Technicolor type buildings uh, themed on various Silly Symphonies. Uh, the main attraction um, that I've worked on in this area First is a rethinking of the Animation Academy building. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be much more themed on early Disney animation. Um, so you're still going to have a variety of attractions internally, but instead of, you know, such a heavy focus on the Renaissance and the golden era and, you know, kind of the big, feature films it's going to go back to being featuring um you know mickey oswald donald mini goofy like the original classics original shorts lots of silly symphony stuff um so i want to kind of bring new energy into the animation academy um and give that whole uh studio area a new look um more of a retro back to the 20s look of an animator's desk in there and I want to give some new offerings of the, the, the types of drawings that people get to do and then how those drawings get shared. So mm. as it exists now, you really just get to go in there and draw the head of a character in most cases. Very rarely do they expand beyond just the head of a character. And it's usually the, you know, pretty popular contemporary characters. And that's great. But I think it's kind of run its course, you know, like for those of us that have gone for years, you know, it's like, unless they come out with a new movie and they start drawing those new characters, it kind of gets a little redundant. So I'd like to be able to draw some of those older characters, which are simpler, which allows us to also do full body poses. So I'd love to do like a really hilarious, like zany, like goofy, like tripping over something kind of pose, you know, and, and get to draw the whole character because those are simpler characters that they had back then, you know, or, you know, Mickey in his little plane and playing crazy, some sort of full, you know, actual picture. Um, and what I think will be interesting about that is um, I, I want to add an element of being able to um, get the chance to have your picture displayed. So in front of the Animation Academy is going to be a series of living attraction posters for the Academy. And uh, for those of you who've ever gone to the Academy, when you finish your drawing everybody holds up their drawing and faces them towards the stage so the instructor can see how good everybody did well, while that's happening um cameras uh like in star tours are going to be zeroing in on a picture and snapping a picture of it and those are going to be like rotated as slides on the living posters outside the attraction 
So it's kind of like uh, I was the rebel spy. I was the head animator kind of thing, right? I like that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, just to kind of give, you know, a little more, a little more something to it. Um, and then also like, uh, a lot of the things in this area, it, it will be available as a photo pass download. So everybody can download a photo pass, like shot of their drawing and then select, you know, winners or whatever get to be displayed on the actual posters in front of the attraction for that day. Nice. Uh, the other thing in that area is that I want to redo is Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, I love Crush, but he doesn't fit my theme, so he's got to swim away. Um, um, would you say that maybe he belongs in Pixar Pier? Maybe. I think that Ooh. would be a good place for him. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So what I want to do is... It's the same general concept. It's a theater show that's interactive and gets the, all the kids involved and sometimes the parents too. But we're going to bring in these classic characters and it's going to be centered around the Get a Horse short, nice. uh, which if you haven't seen that, it's, uh, it's a retro contemporary mix of old animation and CG, which they did several years ago now. But... Uh, it's basically going to give us a chance to interact with a silly symphony cartoon and a modern CG cartoon all in one. We'll get to cheer on Mickey. We'll get to give suggestions to Minnie and we'll even get to give a hearty boo to Pete and affect the story as it goes. Um, so I, I think having that kind of interactive element with this show is one of the coolest things about the crush show. And this will just give um, people a chance to really interact with Mickey and his friends. Dude, so one of the ideas that I'm saving for the FGP part of the episode uh, is very similar to that, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not thinking of Get a Horse because I actually thought of almost the same thing with a different property. <laughs> nice. Ooh. So I'll be talking about that in the other part of the episode, but I love it, not just because it's super similar to what I want to do, but I want to kind of add to your animation building redo sure. because this is actually a thought that I've had before too. Part of the reason I don't often go and do the drawing is because it feels really old and something that I've done before and it's something I could do at home, right? You don't mm -hmm. need to be there to be validated by whoever's sitting next to you that you made this drawing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea that I originally thought of came from the old zoetropes that used to be in the back room. Yes. Ooh. And so my idea was that everybody sitting in the audience would create a different frame of an animation. And so everybody would not just look at what's up on the screen, but you would receive instructions and have like a light table in front of you and you would trace one of those animation cells. And so what they would do is they would come collect the pages or somehow it would get scanned at your seat or something. And each one of you basically made a page of a giant flip book, but it would be on a giant rotation rotating ring around the entire animation oh, building. So it's just a, cool. a giant zoetrope that starts spinning around you and you see the animation projected up on a screen. I love wow. it. Wow. Yeah, that's a great, great concept. I think that's great. And I think that instead of, you know, drawing on paper that, you know, a lot of people don't do it because they think, oh, well, 
I can't really safely carry around this paper all day. I don't want to mess it up. Right. And, you know, I want to keep it if I draw it. Um, you know, that's where in my concept, you know, having a photo pass, but also instead of doing it on paper, I think it'd be smart if they had some sort of a tablet, you know, table that you're drawing it digitally on and you're basically, mm -hmm. you know, given a code to download that image. And that's what they're using to, you know, send to the living poster and to, in your idea, if they were just drawing it on a digital pad anyway, they just upload all those pictures real quick and then send them to the animation program, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, ah, genius. And it, and it could be something as simple as the way that they currently scan the little um, matrix barcode mm -hmm. or the QR code on the back of a PhotoPass card. It just generates one up in the upper corner of what you're drawing yeah. digitally. And then boom, you open up your app, you scan that little barcode, and now it's a part of your Disney Perfect. app. Perfect. Yep, exactly. I love it. Love so. it. So the, the last little piece of this that I want to talk about real quick is the um, what's called the Sorcerer's Workshop right now. To me, this mm -hmm. is an area that has some cool stuff and some stuff has kind of changed along the way. Um, you know, Melissa, Melissa talked a little bit about this in, in her episode a couple weeks ago. Um, and I really kind of want to revitalize that as well, because, again, I think, you know, it, it's kind of a under marketed area. And I think it's it's kind of lost a little bit of its shine uh, over the years. So I'm kind of thinking about this combining this kind of new selfie era with um, really interactive technology that we see, you know, in attractions now and that we've seen at the expos, you know, so like interactive projection mapping where if you gesture at a wall, you know, the projections move and change. Uh, we saw screens in the Avengers Campus Pavilion at the Expo that looked like big digital screens with schematics on it, right? And you could gesture at it and move the schematic around and open it up and twist the it. The Jarvis walls. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I want to incorporate all that type of technology, but have it uh, presenting and representing imagery from those early days of animation. So... Um, Silly symphonies, um, early Mickey cartoons, all of that kind of era. And you'll be able to um, manipulate it all, you know, splash Technicolor paint buckets over it. And, you know, the whole wall will become colored and, you know, things like that. And it just I don't have this like really nailed down, but I want every wall and every room to be its own little experience where you can manipulate things and change things. And they also become selfie walls that you can step into and, you know, create unique pictures of you that are different every time, you know. So it's not the Ooh. same blue wall that everybody stands in front of, you know. It's not the same whatever <laughs> whatever selfie wall is hip at the moment, you know. Like, it'll mm -hmm. be different, you know. Like, they did that whole Mickey photo thing down at the ESPN zone with some cool, like, you know, sets for selfies. And this one will be something that, you know, it's it's really interactive. So you can make it your own. You can make it different. You can, you know, pull in different things that you want. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of like your concept of the paint the night. Uh, Ralph breaks the Internet where it's kind of a general concept. I want I want effects and lights and, you know, interactivity. And that's all I know. I just want it to have some energy, <laughs> you know. 
And I think we can get that. You know, the the silly yeah. symphonies have so much life in them, and it would be great to to reintroduce those in a in a fresh way to people. So that that's kind of my uh, those are my concepts for the Animation Academy building. I don't really know how I would rework the Frozen meet and greet, which I believe is still in there. I don't even know if that's still in there or not. I believe so. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, we could do another Mickey and Minnie meet and greet, but I wouldn't want to do that. I'd want to do something like really crazy out there, like a flowers and trees meet and greet yeah. or something where you're you know, meeting or maybe like the three little pigs and the bad wolf or something, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that'd be popular enough to do another, a meet and greet of like silly symphony characters, but, uh, you know, there will be something. And if, if any listeners have any ideas for a meet and greet that fits this theme, I'm all ears. Um, skeletons from the skeleton dance. Look, uh, now you're stepping on my (laughs) next attraction. So hold that thought. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like the interactive selfie wall thing. Um, I I think there was a brief period. I want to say last summer or the summer before where there was these random spray painted looking selfie walls that were popping yeah. up around mm-hmm. California Adventure with the Buzz Lightyear wings and stuff like that. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. And if this can be kind of a, a digital version of that so that you can get these different selfies that, you know, they, they just kind of auto populate. Maybe it'll also give the opportunity to Disney artists or aspiring Disney artists Hint, hint, Gavin should draw some stuff for these selfie walls, mm-hmm. um, you know, for people to vote and be like, Oh, I want to do Gavin's selfie wall and they can go and choose your wall and do a nice. selfie and post it on Instagram. Yeah. Right. That's perfect. You know, it, it's interesting because in this area, you could also incorporate that um, tech you were talking about where you could have um, a set where you walk on a moving sidewalk and these crazy, silly symphony backgrounds right. go behind right. you. And what if for the first time ever, you could get a photo pass GIF of you walking Ooh. And, yes. and it's like a short little 10 second video and you can post that on Instagram or wherever you want to post <laughs> it. Cause you got your own unique little Disney gif. I'm for it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. For Pretty it. Sweet. All right. Well, I, I like all of these ideas. The great thing is that none of them are really taking over the footprint of anything that we talked about. So I think they can all happen. Just wait as, as long as the award wieners are still there and I can get me a hot dog, we're good to go. Yes. <laughs> Let's stay in forever. Awesome. Okay, so those are our ideas for Armchair Imagineering Hollywood Land. We hope you like some of them. If there's anyone in particular that you enjoy or have some ideas of your own, make sure to join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. Uh, if you want to go to the blog post for the episode, go to podcateers.com slash 292, and you can leave comments there as well. Let us know which one you like. FGP Squad, you're going to hear some more of our ideas over on Patreon, so make sure that you go check out that post exclusively for all of you where we'll be sharing some additional content uh, and other ideas that we had to plus up Hollywoodland. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Any closing thoughts that you have before we close it up for this week? 
I just want to say it's nice to be back. I've missed you guys. Uh, we're gone. You guys were. <laughs> you guys have been killing it for the last two episodes without me. I was entertained from end to end while I was listening to those episodes. Um, I was particularly fascinated to hear about the soap opera restaurant that used to be there. Like, what the <laughs> heck? I had no idea that was a thing. I'm so glad I never saw it, and I'm exceedingly happy that I never experienced Superstar Limo because that just makes me <laughs> sad. Well, look, now you get to experience Superstar Uber. <laughs> so it's, it's coming, dude. Don't you worry. You got it. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Made you look. <laughs>